Hello, everybody. The Out for Smokes has a very special guest on this week. It is our brand new producer, Johnny. Say hello. Hey, guys. What's up, Johnny? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Welcome to the crew. Welcome Thanks. to the crew. Yeah. yeah Johnny's not on camera because he doesn't want to be associated with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Something so, I so tried true. to do originally. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be like a little fun mystery. You know, people could people could kind of piece together who Johnny is. It's yeah. going to current... Turn to Lincoln. conspiracy really quick, I think. Yeah. 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 Please uh, send a drawing of what you think I look yeah, like. Yeah, send a drawing of what you think. Gmail account. Uh, yeah, but Johnny will be here for uh, production, uh, post-production stuff, uh, research. Right. Um, uh, he's got a, he's got my laptop. And uh, you can always email Johnny at alphasmokespod at gmail.com. Those emails will go directly to him if you have any feedback for the show or, or whatever. So uh, thanks for being here and... Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's the Alpha Smokes podcast. I'm uh, Mike Racine. I'm joined by Scott Chaplin, uh, Sean McCarthy, and uh, Johnny, our producer. Johnny, uh, no initials, but maybe maybe next week we'll give away we'll give away an initial. Anyway, yeah, our Mike is going to eventually reveal your identity. It's just what he does. <laughs> Luckily, you're the one who edits it, so you don't have to. Yeah. But he's going to say like your address eventually once. Um, yeah, he's going to give out your girlfriend's Instagram handle yeah. at some point. It's all going to happen. He'll yeah. say where you work. Yeah, but you edited it out, so that's fine. But it's going to. He's going to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, quick housekeeping before. Wait, we- wait, wait, wait. But, uh, <laughs> a big hint about uh, Johnny's identity. He works for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> He's actually our handler, <laughs> our producer. Yeah, we're here to talk about how much we love the Barbie movie <laughs> and how. Uh, yeah. Did you see the Barbie movie? No. Did you? No, no, no. But you have a baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not like a baby movie. My brother saw it twice, I think. <laughs> it's not theaters. like a baby movie. <laughs> that should be a review of Barbie. <laughs> it's not like a baby movie. I came in here thinking it would be for babies. <laughs> this is not like a baby movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just just a quick housekeeping thing, because I, I want to tell a quick story before we get started. So I, I yesterday I got a text from... This moving company that I've I've been picking up some work with Metropolis Movers. Shout out Metropolis, but they go, hey, well, here's your job tomorrow. I go, oh shit, I don't remember agreeing to work. The job is um, it's in East Elmhurst and it's it's three boxes. And I go, okay, like why they're put they're putting two guys on this. I'm like, that's a little silly. I text the driver and I say, listen, if you want to do um, if you want to do this one man you know, like, let me know. I, you, I'll sit this one out and you by can keep, means, you can keep the, the money. money by all means, take yeah. the money. Cause it doesn't make sense for one guy to go pick up the truck. He's sure, driving. Sure. So it's like, he's going to pick up the truck, drop it off, you know? Um, so he was like, yeah, I'll let you know in the morning. So he texts me in the morning. He goes, yeah, it's company policy that, uh, they have to send two guys to the, to the job. I'm like, well, this company is, you know, all right. It's a company full of, <laughs> Well, and that's three, yeah. it's three boxes. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Um, so we get to, so we get to the job today. Well, first of all, we're in the truck and, uh, and he, we're talking I'm like, I'm like, where do you live? He goes, I live in my van. I'm like, this guy's cool. And, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, what are some restaurants? You know, what are some restaurants that I should go to? And I start, I take out my phone to text him some restaurant, uh, suggestions. And I, I don't have my phone. My phone's just gone. I use my, I tried to like call it on my, uh, tile app wow it's just not in the the truck i know this was like before the job even started so before the job starts i don't have my phone so how do you even get 
how do you contact a man and show up at a job? He's got the, all the information and everything. Okay, so you're just yeah. waiting there for him. Yeah. Because you don't have a phone. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. So I got in the truck. So I was with the guy. Okay. I get in the truck. I'm with the guy. Okay. And I'm like, I don't have my phone. Hmm. So yeah, you, uh, had to, you had to go to your laptop and send DMs to all the 20 dozen uh, OnlyFans women you follow <laughs> yep. and ask them to, to send a notification <laughs> to your phone so you could find it. That would be a fun movie. A guy goes missing and all the women that he follows on OnlyFans have to get together and, and figure out where he is. A guy gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, piece um, it together like when the last time he tipped someone was. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, why yeah. he did it. Yeah. yeah. He's just some nobody. <laughs> Anyway, we show up at the apartment. The elevator's broken. So mm. already, like, the day's kind of, like, weird, you know? We show up at the apartment. The elevator's broken. It was on a seventh floor. We had to walk up to the seventh floor. We walk up. I'm looking at the stuff they have. It's literally it's literally two boxes, two, like, medium-sized boxes that, may, that weigh maybe 15 pounds and a... Uh, uh, like a like a chase lounge type thing like a foldable like a uh, chair whatever sure. so we're like okay and it's not going very far and the job is like it's like a 350 dollars job which must be their minimum price whatever so we're driving over and the guy driving he's like he's like yeah does this seem like a little off to you like it's a very small job they're not really and, and they had a they had a car the clients had a car Ooh. They had an SUV. So maybe it's illegal to transport whatever they had to transport. <laughs> Dude, something. Yeah. You guys are fall guys. Right. So you get to the place. So they had so they had a car. So they leave in their car and it's a girl and her boyfriend. It's not just like, you know, it's some hot girl in leggings. It's who has a girl a lot of, and her boyfriend. It's a girl and her boyfriend. Okay. So we're driving yeah, over like, and he's like, you heard the box crying. Yeah. Like, no, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Estonia. It's like, it says yeah. on the shipping label from Estonia. Do not open. Yeah. 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 There's, there's air, breathe, yeah, breathe there's the air holes, holes in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, so, so I'm like, he's like, yeah, this is so weird. Like who would pay almost $400 to move two boxes around the corner? Like when they have a car, it doesn't make any sense. And then I'm like, I'm like, these people are like serial killers. Yeah. Or the guy has sciatica, maybe. That's what I thought, too. But he like picked up one of the boxes when we when he got to the place. Yeah. Tested him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, so I'm like, they're serial killers because they whoever lived in that apartment before us, they killed them. They (laughs) emptied out all their stuff. They got a taste for blood. Sure. And they were like, let's call some movers and we're going to kill them. And why do you think they didn't kill you? Uh, well, I guess that is the reveal that they, but I, I was genuinely like scared I was going to get killed. Yeah. You're the, you know how like the Hummer got caught because of the smell, but it's because yeah. like obviously it was weeks of a body. Right. Like they kill you and then like an hour later they get caught because of the <laughs> smell. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the detectives can instantly yeah. recognize a penchetta corpse. Yeah. Mike farts like right before they slit his throat. <laughs> so the fucking cops come anyway. Yeah. Because they think a dead body's been yeah. there for Passer, two weeks. Passerbys uh, outside the apartment are like, did they open a new Italian restaurant here? I smell some Pecorino Romano. And then did they get shut down by the health department the day after? <laughs> some Pecorino's been out for, for months. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I'm like, convinced i'm gonna get they're serial killers 
Yeah. And they're going to, you know, so, and then, so I was like, can I use your phone to call my wife? This guy's like, my phone's at like 5%, but sure. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I called Deb and I'm like, listen, I, everything's fine, but I did lose my phone. And, um, I, uh, I I'm worried the client's a serial killer and then like, the, phone, like, the phone like cut off right after that. <laughs> of course. But uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I don't need this kind of stress in my life. And I would like you guys to buy an out for smokes t-shirt, um, which are on sale right now for yeah. uh, $33. Okay. Plus shipping. <laughs> Johnny, if you could throw that image up on the, uh, on the screen right there of our beautiful t-shirts. Um, and uh, I like that the, you added an extra three dollars since the last time we advertised the well, price of the shirts. Well, because I want to do it with shipping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did we say what the price was? We we said thirty. That's what yeah. we originally said. So it's going to be so so good news, everybody. Thirty plus shipping, or right. thirty three plus so shipping. So it's uh, no, it's it's thirty three with shipping. I see. Shipping's included. So good news, everybody. We lower the price of the shirts. Well, a dollar fifty to two dollars. <laughs> Look, we're not running a fucking charity here. No, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, you guys are going to be very happy about that. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful shirts. Uh, really nice design. Send an email to ofsshirts at gmail.com to place your order. Let us know the size. Let us know your shipping address. And we will get those shirts out to you. As soon as they're done, we'll do a little electronic payment. I'm sure I, I'm sure there's probably I should probably set up like a Shopify store or something like that. But uh, right now, I, I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun answering emails. It's like, hey, it's me, you know? Yeah. I just keep thinking that... Um those people wanted you guys to have sex with the girl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you were like, Oh my God, they're murderers. And the other guy was like, they want to have sex with us, but just wouldn't tell you until you left. Yeah. And then he got to have sex with them. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 And you were just running nervously. But isn't that so weird? Who, who hires a movie company to move two maybe boxes? They want you to have sex with them. It's yeah. just an idea. Yeah. It sounds like an excuse to get two men mm-hmm. in an apartment. Mm-hmm. So you go, you want us to, get murdered well i'll tell you this i did not have sex i did not go up into the apartment you didn't no the 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 guy guy the guy jesse he was like i'll take it don't worry about it i'm like are you short yeah he's all nervous like an eight-year-old thinking it's a haunted house (laughs) and it's just a it's free blow job (laughs) and mike's like it's scary in there i'm like like, all right i'll go in and stop the ghost (laughs) he fought the ghost all by himself he's just fucking a lady (laughs) and getting giving money for it i'm like dialing 911 crying while the guy's getting his dick sucked. Yeah, you're calling Deb. I fucking hate this. I gotta succeed with the podcast. <laughs> I really do, yeah. So you guys know the drill. You OFS shirts at blowies, dude. I don't want free blowies. I want. I only want to uh, <laughs> fuck my wife's blowies. mouth. <laughs> hey, uh, right. Yeah. Dang. Anyway. I, I wish we had closure on that anecdote, though. You should have just, like, just hung around the apartment and been like, hey, so yeah, I know you paid me, but like, are you gonna open those boxes? I just kind of want to. Yeah, kind of want to see. I did kind of want to see what was in there. You should have yeah. opened it a little bit. Yeah, uh, probably, that's, what, no, that's what, what he said. Like? Well, it, it, what they if, felt uh, like like clothes. Felt like clothes. Like like yeah, like a box full of clothes. What they weren't even heavy. Drugs. Did they sell a bunch of heroin somewhere? or something? Yeah, but why would they hire a moving company to bring it? You know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds like sex, dude. It sounds like you missed out on sex. Maybe if you're yeah. transporting heroin between apartments, the police need a warrant for each apartment. No, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, they still need a warrant to search your vehicle. I'm like, did they have like a bucket list thing where they wanted to hire movers before? The- I don't know. Very strange. But anyway, 
Uh, I don't want to do this anymore, folks. I don't want to move furniture anymore. So buy the shirts. <laughs> Send the shirt over to please. OFS shirts at gmail.com. They're like rich kids. Mention, like, it's like a rich couple. They're like, you know what would be the funniest thing I could do for your birthday? <laughs> is if we got failed comedian Mike Racine here. <laughs> Just like as a laugh. Like, but don't don't laugh in front of him, you know? Just <laughs> yeah. like, wow, he's been doing this a decade and he's still moving our furniture, huh? Yeah. yeah they did it to him. Doing what a decade? Stand up. I'm doing stand-up for 17 years, That's buddy. right, baby. That's yeah. a decade, you know? Yeah. But, God, uh, they probably just cracked up COVID, when they heard that's that. That's a decade. <laughs> what? Because of COVID, that's like... Because of COVID, it's, I, lost, yeah. I lost seven years because of that one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. You ever notice like anyone who succeeded during COVID is like um, a psychopath? Yeah. <laughs> is like an Elon Musk, like wants to be a billionaire? It's yeah. Like, you wanted to do comedy to become a billionaire? That's and a lot of them crazy. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to all our friends who, who are making who are millions dead. of dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they got big on TikTok. You guys, if you have the chance, you should hire Microsine to move two boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should. I'll give you a better deal than <laughs> bullshit ass... Uh, <laughs> this company. No, I'm just kidding. Good group of guys that work over there. All right. Anyway, I like how let's you get name the it. company too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, just like I, name companies of like places that give him money on occasion. You know, I didn't like say that. No, but they're good. His need. <laughs> yeah, they're a good company. Yeah, no, I agree. Reach out to them if you need a move done. Yeah, Soon don't Mike, email me. I'm tired. But they demand two guys, even if it's a one man job. Yeah. Soon, Michael reached the Goldilocks zone of like burning bridges too much. That it hurts his career, but burning bridges enough that it's entertaining. Yeah. You just got to like thread that needle. Yeah. Putting moving companies on blast is good though. Yeah. We should burn, we should burn another one right now. What's that? A, a bridge. Yeah. Which bridge? Who should, I don't know. Like a, like, um, a comedy bridge. <laughs> I don't know many comedy bridges. Yeah. I don't have any either. I'm like a, a wagon on the Oregon trail. <laughs> I'm trying. I gotta ford the river. I'm really wet. My ox are wet. <laughs> your ox are wet. Yeah. yeah, that's a shame, man. Yeah, I'm just shitting your insides out with dysentery. Yeah, everyone's yeah. driving by you in Teslas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good analogy for Mike's comedy career. Yeah. It's like an Oregon Trail journey with a bunch of Teslas going yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. And an ox just staring at everybody go by. Dan Soder in a Tesla. Tim Dillon in a Tesla. Michael Che in a Tesla. It's <laughs> just like another member of your party has go died. Ahead, keep going. There's a lot more. <laughs> There's many more where that came from. Any Letterman anyway. in a Tesla. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, guys, let's get into the show. Obama's gay lover was found dead in a park. <laughs> <laughs> that is what people will say on the internet if you YouTube it and then just do it by like upload time because yeah. then it's not most important. It's just whoever's uploaded most recently. <laughs> right. And it's or whoever just, uploaded first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, the ideas these people have about why, um, you know, the chef of a former president would drown yeah. are, are quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. I um, like Obama is really the talented Mr. Ripley, just like engaging in a, a series of murders of his gay lovers to <laughs> cover up his more nefarious crimes. Yeah. Well, have you I mean, because I've heard a few conspiracies. Have you guys heard any? 
Well, actually, I was reading an article. Apparently, the chef, like just a few days before the drowning, he said he was ready to tell the world the identity of his secret gay lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard the gay lover angle. Have you actually heard the gay lover no, angle? No, you know what I heard happen was he he went into the bathroom um, and uh, Michelle was in the bathroom peeing, standing up like a Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... I've heard like Kumia, like Kumia brain shit, like oh, really? that. Yeah, yeah really? So in the comments, if they allow oh, comments I that on was the videos, original thought no, I had. no, man, no, these Kumia, people really think that they, they you know, think it. Kumia brain has a higher uh, alcohol percentage by volume than the specific <laughs> beer I'm drinking. <laughs> but a lot of people are saying that this chef saw Michelle Obama's penis. Uh-huh. These are like where conspiracy brains yeah. go. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah, don't realize right. that they, they just think of the plot of Ace Ventura. <laughs> 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 they Finkel as Einhorn it. Right. They, they go, no, you saw that on TBS uh, every night at 1 a.m. and yeah. you don't realize that's what it is. <laughs> and you not realize it's Ace Ventura yeah. and not Michelle Obama. Well, actually how Obama chef drowned is he was trying to give Obama head under the river. <laughs> <laughs> he held him down and killed him. <laughs> well, he was paddleboarding, right? right? He was paddleboarding, yes. Paddleboarding. I have an Not art- waterboarding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Paddleboarding. <laughs> there's an article in USA Today, an article in NPR, but Obama's chef was named uh, Tafari Campbell. He was 45 years old, and he, like, worked in the White House as their chef. And then when they left in 2016 or 2017, uh, at the uh, January 2017, they took him with them and he became their live-in chef yeah they asked him come with they, it you yeah, think that was because they, they knew trump was coming in they're like you can't have a black chef with trump around <laughs> trump demands like the ratatouille chef. <laughs> i want the redhead chef from the rat movie <laughs> just puts a, a rat on his head <laughs> they, they kill the chef from the rat movie but the rat sees it happen <laughs> and then it's this a tale of a rat having to you know uncover that you know these people are killing their chefs now yeah. uh Tafari, let me be clear. We're not going to talk about uh, what we did when Michelle was gone to uh, President Trump, are we? <laughs> That's just so annoying. It's, it's like you're, you're somebody's personal chef. It's probably three in the morning. You're making Malia Obama fucking grilled cheese because she can't sleep. Oh, yeah. It's always like a... Uh yeah, it's always grilled cheese. It's always yeah. cheese based, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what kids want to eat. Quesadilla. Yeah, kids mm, at know? 10 p.m. if they're allowed to, which yeah. the president's kids are allowed to. Right. It's always like nachos with cheese. Mm-hmm. It's always cheese based. It's right. something shitty that they could make themselves exactly because they're, yeah. they're 18 and 19 <laughs> yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, you know how to melt cheese, motherfucker. Malia yeah. Obama has cheese the worst quesadillas. You know, you know how it is when Malia Obama has that terrible hangover from Hunter Biden's coke that she <laughs> snorted <laughs> off his cock right. and she wants. Right, Quesadillas right. at three. <laughs> she wants her fourth meal. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're like, all right, fine. Let me get up and make this, you know, make this bitch a quesadilla. Yeah, and then, uh, and then you're just minding your own business, and you know, this, you know. Who, you see whoever? Michelle Obama. You see Michelle Obama's up. penis, yeah. and you go. I, she goes, I wasn't even. This is Doubtfire. She puts a cake on her cock <laughs> on her hard dick. She, she like gonna... smashes it into a cake, like like Robin Williams did in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> she's, she's got a big hard dick. She just mashes yeah. it into a cake. Yeah, she mashes like a big giant <laughs> wedding cake on it, with, like seven layers, because that's how big her dick is. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just suspended <laughs> off her cock, like floating yeah, yeah. in the air. <laughs> Put your hands Shit. under it to support it. Like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm holding this cake. He's like, now, Mister, Mrs., Mrs. Obama, um, about last night, I just want to say it's fine. I accept you for whoever you are, and I think you're beautiful and a great, that you're a role model to my kids, and I, I just have nothing but respect for you. And then, and then they're like, it's like, that motherfucker needs to go. <laughs> Teach him how to paddleboard. Yeah. <clears throat> Which well, the, the other thing that's crazy too is like my my two year old like he loves the water, sure. but he's got like a healthy fear of the water. He doesn't like to go in the water if I'm not holding him or like. Yeah, but this is an adult <laughs> man. He shouldn't have to fear it like a kid. But I'm saying like that you have an innate understanding when you look at a body of water that like it could kill you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Was it? Was it? Was the water scary? You know? <laughs> Did you got to ask a man? Was it scary? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it was scary. I think that's the thing because you think paddleboarding, and in my head I went, "Oh yeah, you sit down, and that's when you stand up." Right. And yeah. You, so again, everything I've read is based on like bullshit. I think. And yeah. so someone said that one of the firefighters that showed up said his face was messed up. My guess is if you fall paddleboarding, you could hit, hit your face. Head. Yeah. Because there's rocks in a river. Yeah. I would actually argue that a river is rocks. Like by definition, right. it's just water running through some rocks so you hit your fucking head on the river you know yeah sean oh, just well. furiously crumpling up his notes and throwing him in the trash <laughs> you're like, like maybe he hit his head and he's like yeah. rats <laughs> god, god damn, damn it. it what's the episode gonna be now <laughs> yeah i think you could fall yeah. and bump your head if you're standing up on a log like it's yeah you're basically standing up on a flat fucking log yeah but well you know he drowned because like uh you know he didn't follow the lifeguards always tell you you should always wait at least 20 minutes after you smoke Obama's crack to go swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. We're going to clip that one, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Oh, dang. (laughs) But, and then they said they were home and then they said they weren't home. Then they said they were home. So right now, I don't know if they were home or weren't home. Yeah, so there's a story, like, there's so little details right now that it's like, yeah, I mean, I could, I don't have any evidence of a conspiracy, but I could buy it. But basically, okay, so you got USA Today, uh, emergency responders were sent to a property near former uh, President Barack Obama's house for reports of a drowning around 7.46 p.m. Sunday. Uh, Police said a fellow paddleboarder reported that he had not resurfaced. So basically the story is another paddleboarder saw this guy Mm -hmm. fall into the water and then not resurface. And then Mm -hmm. he called the cops and they showed up and it it wasn't until like two days later they found his body. So he, you know, he goes under Sunday at 746 p.m. And they find him on like a, a. Tuesday, I think. But people, oh, do so that's people why his face is messed up because he was riding down a river, right, hitting everything. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. After Dang. he got uh, worked over by Michelle Obama, <laughs> <laughs> thrown into the water. <laughs> Just a real fucking brutal. I got an Kiefer uncle that, Sutherland in twenty four style beating. Yeah, I, I got an uncle that uh, sends from me Michael like, Obama. I think she's a man stuff. Yeah. That's loser it's shit. It's very lowbrow. Yeah, I don't even think it's lowbrow. I think it's like cause I don't because I don't think they're trying to be funny. I think they, they that some of these it. people believe it. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's fake. I think some people actually like those. Yeah. You go online, they'll like circle her in a dress and wear like something sure. sticking out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like some white guys could never imagine fucking a black lady. Like it's right. like it's like too much for them or something. Yeah, you know. Apparently, my aunt was talking to my other aunt, and my one she was like, and you know. You know, Deborah, I heard that uh, Michelle Obama's not even a woman. And yeah, then my mother was like, shit. but you don't believe that, Arlene, do you? And she was like, no, no, I guess I don't. <laughs> I, told, 
Because I knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast. I told my mom, I go, oh, you heard about the Obama chef that drowned? And she goes, yeah, in eight feet of water. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, who's eight feet one? How is, yeah. of course you could drown in eight right, feet right, of water. Right. And it's a river. Right. An eight foot river would scare the fuck out of me. Right. Anyway. Stupid. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so these articles are the police. Like, they're still investigating this, the police are, but it all just comes from a fellow paddleboarder reported that he had not resurfaced. Well, we don't know who this person is. Mm -hmm. This could be, you know, the Secret Service agent who held him under and then called the cops and said, oh, yeah, I saw a guy fall off his paddleboard not wearing a life jacket. And that's the other mm -hmm. thing. Like, I was reading, I mean, I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently the chef couldn't swim. I heard and he just learned how to swim. Just learned oh. how to swim. So it's like, why the fuck are you paddleboarding without a life jacket? Really? Because I was watching a YouTube video and there's these two black guys that have a podcast and they were watching the a video. No, no, not the Hodge twins. Yeah, because I no. saw them have a thing about it too. No, but uh, I didn't watch it. But they had they were like watching a guy a, a guy swim that they were saying was the chef and they were like, oh man, this guy's like Michael Phelps. So I don't know if that was oh, actual. Oh, because he posted a clip of him. Swimming, being good at swimming because he just had like mastered it. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how recently, but recently He's like a enough, new swimmer maybe that like Instagram posts are of him learning to swim. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. posted a clip like, uh, and remember, if you see any news stories about me drowning, that's false. <laughs> I will never drown. <laughs> a lot of people drown though, right? I yeah. mean, if they're near water, they drown. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's the best place to do it. Yeah. Exactly. I would assume. Because, you know, well, then there's also a Clinton uh, chef. Yeah. Who drowned. Yeah. But they were hiking in New Mexico. Mm. Right. But doesn't Which that I seem think weird? Really Clinton like flies around like a hawk when she's hungry. <laughs> 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 she has like hawk eyes, doesn't she? Yes. That's, that's Maybe these politicians just get like a taste for blood or, or whatever. I was thinking about that where it's like <laughs> once you're rich enough. Yeah. And you're like so powerful and unaccountable. Yeah. There must be like. They probably sometimes just kill a member of their staff just, just to, to get away something. with it. Yeah. Like a king, just because yeah. a king got to. Yeah. It's like, you know. It's like having an ice cream sandwich on a Wednesday night. Yeah, it's like part of power. Yeah. It's Being like, strong. you know, when you're an adult, nobody can stop you from having chocolate brownies for breakfast. Right. Sure, right, sure. Right. Yeah. And yeah. when you're rich, nobody can stop you from murdering the chef yeah. 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 after wow. he walks in on uh, Hillary Clinton and Huba Abedin scissoring. <laughs> says and he takes a photo that he's going to sell to the national Enquirer. well you know what's crazy there's a photo of that chef that clinton chef because so, i i forget what the guy's name was it he's might a be hiker in that. though uh he was hiking so so but i guess like hillary clinton met him when she was on vacation in virginia or something and he had this like pecan crusted lamb and she was like i want you to come work at the white house and but there's a picture of him standing next to hillary clinton in like the 90s and he looks yeah walter walter sheeb Scheib. Walter Scheib. Walter Scheib. Sheeb Scheib. But he's there's a picture of him standing next to Hillary Clinton and he looks like terrified. Hmm. Like he like he looks like <laughs> now, Walter, I need you to make that brain recipe. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do that. No, of course. I'm just kidding. He used to cook kids. We do not. We would never cook children. This is just a joke. Why don't you come swimming tonight? <laughs> Bill Clinton's beeping the car horn like, come on, I'm ready to fucking eat some kids. <laughs> it is probably like they have to like tell the chefs that 
they're going to cook kids as like a joke sure. yeah. to see if they say yes. Right. Yeah. Like, I'll give you a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to cook up this orphaned that Mike Racine just moved for us. <laughs> well, I think of like, okay, how many people in my like extended family, cause I never had a business and my family never had a business. Right. Right. So you go, well, in your family or in your well, family, your sister had a business. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that death list is fucking huge. <laughs> but you go, how many of- people do you know that died in car accidents or drowning or, yeah. you know, and you go, oh, it's kind of, yeah, I kind of do know one yeah. of each category. Your sister neutralized a lot of families. <laughs> and so if, if you are responsible for, uh, like, you're basically a boss the rest of your life. Once you become right. in politics, you're just the boss of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come to you and they want to work with you. Yeah. They go, let me do this for you. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, people are dying because people are out here fucking dying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not us, but people. They're, yeah. they're learning how to paddleboard. You know, yeah. you tell your son, don't do that. Yeah. Because that's who you're responsible for. Well, Barack Obama's not responsible for, you know, he's responsible for his two daughters. Right. Mm-hmm. And his wife. Yeah. And whoever sees his wife. Yeah. You know, and that's it. But don't you think a paddleboard is like a pretty it's pretty tame, I think. No, I think in terms no? of falling and hitting your oh, head, it's the number head. it's really the main thing that you could hit you. It yeah. would hurt you. Yeah. You're standing, everything else you're sitting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think it's weird that like two <laughs> chefs died? I just think it's like close, it's weird that they have chefs the, in the first place, you know? Why? So because who the how many people have chefs? So then you have to go like, oh wait, these are people What do you want them to do? Eat lunchables? What? No, I'm saying most people don't have chefs, right? No, but two chefs that worked for former presidents. Well, exactly. But what we're saying is it's because it's weird to be a president. And when you are president, you have a list of people who work for you. Mm -hmm. So people are going to die. You don't have a list of people that work for you. That's why you don't have a list Mm -hmm. of people that are like allegedly you're responsible for. No, Mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't be. Right. You know, but if, if you worked for the community, if you were, what is that? That's like, you know. That's what Dickens is about, right? Isn't that what they say? Who's not the Dick Scrooge? Scrooge. Uh, oh, mankind should have been my business. Is that what he said? I think so. To Jacob Marley. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was Oppenheimer. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, but you think it's like genuinely weird? You go, oh, that's actually alarming. Mm-hmm. Do you think that when you see that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's cool i don't care yeah you know, that's fine i just think the clintons are such buzzkills that 50 of their close associates all committed suicide not long after oh, meeting right. them well yeah i mean i don't even know much about the clinton uh you know the list uh of, of the people that died but in this situation i go i don't know paddle boarding yeah i just think it's funny when you like you watch a youtube video about this and you read the comments and all the comments are like yep these elites like they're up to something this doesn't add up like every single comment nobody in the comment is like you guys are crazy stop with this stuff yeah and then the only people i see saying like look at these baseless conspiracies is like the mainstream media like cnn.com and msnbc they're like the obama chef died and now the internet is abuzz with baseless conspiracies it's like can we just can you just let us have I think it's two different types of crazy. Are, it's it's a type of crazy that's crazy enough to go on television and tell people what to do mm-hmm. and a type of crazy that's crazy enough to go into a YouTube comment section and tell people what to do. <laughs> yeah. Just two different types of crazy. Yeah. Mm. Well, YouTube comment sections are the only real democracy we have left. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's true. 
But yeah, you go, can you explain that to us? But then they should explain. Like that's what they should explain to people. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're when you're a former president, you mm-hmm. get the luxury of getting to have employees. Mm-hmm. And when you have employees, uh, you know, all of a sudden they have lives and they do things and they mm-hmm. fuck up their lives. But you don't think it's weird that two chefs of two former presidents drowned? Drowned. It's just two different types of drownings. Like this, the other guy was hiking. I think it's weird that everybody. Yeah, but this other guy died in like shallow water. I think that's weird. Yeah. Like Hillary Clinton loving to hike when she doesn't even look like she hikes. Yeah. That's interesting. I'd go, yeah, let's look into that. Why doesn't she have a hiker's body? (laughs) (laughs) If she likes to hike so fucking much. Why doesn't she wear leggings and have a big fat ass? (laughs) Yeah, why is she a goddamn ghoul? Go on a hot girl walk. If she goes hiking all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, you know, why doesn't she look like Sarah Palin in in the body? Right, right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, maybe there's questions there, but I think water's scary and dangerous. Yeah. Was the I don't know the circumstances no, of the Hillary Clinton chef drowning. Um, yeah, his name was Walter Sheeb, and he like went on a hike in New Mexico, and Did like his uh, wife called the cops and was like, "Yeah, yeah, he was you? missing," and then he like allegedly like fell while he was hiking and drowned in like a shallow yeah. river. Or he, something was a like bush, that. Uh, he was a bush. He was a bush chef as well. He was yeah. Well, so he because the Clintons hired him because they saw they met him on vacation, yeah. And then yeah, he stayed around for Bush. Yeah, yeah. You have to imagine just being in those houses. You see things though, like so. Right. I, I, some of the research that I did for this episode, uh, it's like okay, I don't know about those two chefs, mm-hmm. but I absolutely believe Marvin Bush is mm-hmm. uh, George W. Bush's brother. I think his ma- his nanny was killed. Yeah. In 2003. Sure, sure. Like, and it's, you know, so there's a couple different articles about it. it uh, and just before we get into that, but like, you don't think it's weird that two, two chefs, people who are like around these people and get to know them on a very personal level might have. Well, I been, mean, it, you, okay. But you just go, okay, well, um, this person that we think Clinton is connected with, mm-hmm. he worked for Bush as well. And it was years after Clinton was in office. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't you talking about Bill? Like, why is it Hillary or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then with this, again, it's years well, after George Obama Bush was in office. I mean, somebody. time is flying, but Obama was a long time ago. And so what? why kill a chef now? Because you know? um, Or do you just have a life and you got employees and people are out here? Yeah. Yeah, because like, you, oh, do you think why it's, kill a chef? Because you don't want your family to read in the newspapers that you're a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally, yeah, literally. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I obviously think I think the Bush thing. I looked into that. That is weird for sure. Yeah. So let's. Uh, yeah, let's get into that. I I just think like if you're okay if you, if you're the president, the former president, the former first lady, and someone is in your house all the time, and you're just like. You just like f- there's probably so many secrets that they're carrying around. It's absolutely right? possible. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. A- like aliens, like they probably know who did 9-11. Sure. I would you know. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope they know things like that. Yeah. Or on some level. They know who's controlling the banks. <laughs> sure. You know. But then do you think like the sous chef has to they die because he finds out these things that apparently people know already? That would be silly. Or is it wild enough that a sous chef who just learned how to swim is up in Martha's Vineyard where there's a bunch of water and he's like, holy shit, I want to learn all the things that people are doing, Uh you know? Drowns in eight feet of water, Scott. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? And it's not just eight feet of water. It's like rock. You know, there's... Yeah. I guess I just feel like a paddleboard is a paddleboard is like one step above an inner tube, you know, 
Like it's such a tame thing. You just stand on it and you paddle. Well, yeah, the good news fall. is but if yeah. the Obamas actually had him killed, of course the police are going to investigate and get to the bottom yeah. of it. Right, right, right. Like, they don't let powerful people get away with these things. Yeah, right. well, and sure, that's the other thing. Now, you could go, hey, look, they barely looked into it. Like, mm-hmm. we can say that eventually, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the case. They about, probably will. I mean, yeah, the, the other thing, too, is, like, it's the summer. Like, everybody, there's only one month of summer left. Everybody's trying to barbecue, and you know what I mean? Yeah, and, he's like, I got and, no pussy. He sees, like two hot girls paddle boarding one day he goes yeah. i gotta learn how to swim real quick yeah <laughs> and uh well i don't think obama's gay lover is worried about pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah scott there's some holes in your theory here. <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously it's super possible that people have be you know that obama had him killed like that is also a possibility yeah um but i don't think it's like the most likely scenario yeah I think water kill, water bad. Like water's like the deadliest thing ever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into Marvin Bush and uh, his uh, his. Yeah, name. this is fun. This was a murder. Yeah. No. So I, I've been reading a bit about Marvin and Neil Bush. And they're pretty interesting because I think like uh, maybe we'll get into this more on the Patreon, but like all the current kind of stuff about Hunter Biden, you know, like uh, just today, uh, the day we're recording this, Hunter Biden's plea deal fell apart. Like he got really a sweetheart deal from the Department of Justice. He was supposed to plead to like two tax misdemeanors and like a gun charge and do no jail. And these two IRS whistleblowers have gone to Congress and said, no, Hunter Biden should have been indicted on multiple tax felonies because he was paying, you know, literally tens of thousands of dollars to hookers that he was writing off on his taxes, Mm -hmm. which, you know, deducting from your taxes. I mean, that's tax fraud. That's, you know, potentially sex trafficking. Right. And it's like, you know, and uh, he never had anybody killed. He's comfortable with who he is, it seems like. Well, and that's the thing. He's not like the Obama. The people he hangs out with are dead inside already. He's going to have a hooker killed. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, you know, what I've kind of come around to is like a lot of these powerful families, you know, like the Bushes or the Bidens or the Clintons, they have kind of like, you know, the shadier members Mm -hmm. where it's like Hunter Biden's son, you know, is like supposedly a fuck up or all that. But it's like it seems like he's the guy who goes and meets the people that Joe Biden can't meet. Mm -hmm. You know, like Hunter Biden goes and meets these like very shady Ukrainians and gets, you know, maybe 11 million dollars and X million (laughs) dollars from these like Chinese businessmen. Uh, who are connected to the government. And it's like, Joe Biden can't go to those meetings, but if your son goes and gets that money, well, it's in the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it seems may, he has no, it, it makes no sense for him to do it. I think that's right. a major issue that for some reason, when somebody becomes president in this country, uh, other countries like businesses flock to their children and want right. to hang out with their kids. It's mm-hmm. like, and that shouldn't be allowed. What the, the fuck the is exact, going on? You know, the exact same thing happened during the George W. Bush administration with his brothers, Marvin and Neil Bush, where in particular, Neil Bush was like, uh, you know, getting these uh, $2 million in stock options from this uh, uh, company that was backed by the son of the former Chinese leader, Zheng Zemin. But uh, but he was also like is he French. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Bush also went to uh, Thailand and Hong Kong on business trips. Uh, this is according to the Taipei Times. He went to Thailand and Hong Kong on business trips. And he says he had to admit in court that these women showed up at his hotel and knocked and he let them in and had sex with them. That's so funny. <laughs> and and the, his ex-wife's lawyer, because he was like, this came out with like, you know, during depositions with his ex-wife. And they were and stuff. like, is she a prostitute? He was like, no, she was. 
was not. I did not pay her. Right. Just from the Taipei Times. <laughs> Uh, the, so his ex-wife lawyer is, is questioning Neil Bush here. He says, quote, you have to admit it's pretty remarkable for a man to go to a hotel room, open it uh, for a woman, uh, a woman to go to a hotel or for a man to go to a hotel room door, open it and have sex with her. And then Bush replies, it was very unusual. He insists he didn't know them, did not see them afterwards and didn't pay them. <laughs> Were they prostitutes? He was asked. I don't know. He said, <laughs> and it's like, he's there on business. These sure. are his clients yeah. sending him hookers. Yeah. And if it's Hong Kong, like that's triads. That's the other thing. It's like when we talk about like Hunter Biden or like Neil Bush or, or, or Marvin Bush, the actual definition in my mind of deep state is those interlinks between organized crime, big business and the intelligence agencies, Mm -hmm. those kind of areas where they kind of overlap and work together. So it's like, if you have a shadier guy like a Hunter Biden or a, um, you know, Neil or Marvin Bush, and you need to make a contact with organized crime. Well, of course, George W. Bush can't do that. Joe Biden can't do that, but your other family member, they very much can. And so I think that's kind of the role these these kind of like shady black sheep of the families serve in uh, various political dynasties. But um, the Marvin Bush one, I'll, I'll just tell you the story. Like, it's kind of similar. There's like so little details about it. But the official story is that uh, uh, Marvin Bush's nanny uh, was a, a woman named Bertha Champagne. And, uh, uh, she was supposedly crushed by her car. She was 62 years old. She was like working at Marvin Bush's house. And then, uh, I guess he tells the police, according to the police statement, uh, Marvin Bush is interviewed. He states that he had arrived home at 8:45 PM. He advised me that he had a brief conversation with Bertha in the kitchen. Bertha then tells Marvin that she wants to show him a videotape of her and President Bush. She then leaves the residence to take out the family dogs and retrieve the videotape. There are no witnesses to the crash. There are no signs of any type of crime involved with the crash. So it's like he says, Marvin Bush says that he was talking to her in the kitchen. She goes out to get something from the car and then she's crushed by her car. And the official story is, okay, she goes out. And apparently the car was left in in neutral. It was already left in uh, neutral, yeah. Yeah. And then it, like, crushes her and, like, drags her across a highway and slams her into a wall somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, zero witnesses. Bush had privates. Marvin Bush, uh, the Secret Service says they weren't guarding him at the time, but he had private security. You know, he's a Bush multimillionaire, businessman, all that. So he had private security. There's no witnesses to that. None of the private security go to help her. There's no, the only mainstream news article about this is the Washington Post, like five days after it happens. And again, it's just the most nondescript article where you can't even like figure out anything about how this actually happened. It doesn't make any sense that you go out to grab a videotape from your car and you end up crushed and dragged by the car. And I would just assume a woman named Bertha is able to withstand a, a car hitting yeah, her, Yeah, right? I think just someone was continuing to about hit what the they gas like? even after she was stuck between it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she is a she is a big woman. Yeah, wait, is that true? Yeah, yeah. If you look at pictures of her, oh, she's goodness. like, just well, God bless her. Fat, I love a big woman, fat Hispanic ma- um, nanny. Oh, well, yeah. God bless her. And, and I was only able to find one picture, but yeah, she looks seemed like a nice a nice lady. Yeah, she seems Autobots got her capable of withstanding an SUV. Yeah, um, but uh, but just like 
so there's a this old uh, conspiracy blog website called From the Wilderness. It was run by Michael Rupert, who I think is very solid. But you know, some people say it's conspiracy shit. I, I think it's mostly reliable. But there was an, an article about uh, birth is death, written by Wayne Madsen, and he uh, quotes a Houston businessman anonymously who worked closely with the Bush family over the years. And this businessman, again, you can take this with a grain of salt, but I, I think it's interesting. Uh, this businessman confided that Marvin Bush and Wirt Walker, who's a cousin of the Bushes, appear to have taken over the Saudi real estate investment and aircraft brokerage business once run out of Texas by Houston-based James Bath, who's a Texas businessman who invested with uh, Sal Salem bin Laden, Osama bin Laden's brother, and Caleb bin Mahfouz, who's another Saudi billionaire connected to Al-Qaeda, um, and also invested with George W. Bush. Uh, but basically, uh, the source or this businessman said there should be skepticism when looking at bizarre deaths like that of Champagne. The source speculated that Champagne might have happened upon some sensitive information the Bush family wanted kept secret. And the, I only have one speculation as to what that might be. Right. I wonder if Marvin Bush was on the phone as always one night being like, yeah, get a load of this. My brother did freaking 9-11. <laughs> she was just like walking around, walking around with a basket of laundry. <laughs> yeah, there were no planes that hit the building. They were missiles. Oh, hey, Bertha. I love how that's how he talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Marvin. <laughs> like in uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. The only oh. other weird thing, or well, I mean, there's other weird things, but just from that article by Wayne Madsen, apparently uh, Marvin Bush told the police that um, Champagne lived at the yeah. at their residence. But the, saw that. the journalist Wayne Madsen, he called uh, the directory listed residence of Bertha Champagne in uh, Franconia, Virginia, and her son answered the phone. And he confirmed that his mother lived at that address, but he was uncomfortable and nervous talking to the media about the circumstances of his mother's death. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, why would Marvin Bush lie about that? But then at the same why time, why would he lie about that she lived with him? Right. Yeah. You know. So that's weird. Maybe but, for tax purposes. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe because, yeah, it would be like technically they could try to get him on some shit. Yeah, murdering his nanny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having an affair with his nanny. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the the one speculation that I had is like just kind of nine eleven insider trading stuff. I'm not sure how she would happen on this information, but right. it's like you know if you're the nanny to a guy, maybe you would. Uh, yeah, you never know when you're like that close to somebody. Right, you can stumble on stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but just like you know, James Corbett from the CorbettReport.com, uh, he's pointed out uh, the, the research of uh, another uh, auth uh, conspiracy. A uh, researcher named Kevin Ryan about insider trading on 9-11. Maybe, maybe George W. Bush called him and Marvin picked up the phone. He's like, hey, what's what's up, fuckface? How's my favorite 9-11 doer? <laughs> 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 he didn't see she was there. <laughs> Some guy told me um, that he went, uh, you know, he could have been bullshitting me. This is like a person I met on the Internet. Mm -hmm. But he said he went to one of those Bohemian Grove things in California. Mm -hmm. And he said uh, at like one of the, the luncheons, Jeb Bush made a joke about the Kennedy assassination being like CIA and like nobody laughed. Really? <laughs> he like bombed at. <laughs> He's just trying to fit in everywhere he goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a sad loser. <laughs> I don't know what the cool thing to say is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anywhere yeah. he goes, they're like, shut up, homie. 
FOMO. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> that would suck. Like Jeb Bush, just like he bombs in front of regular people, but also like the elite pedophiles who run the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. God, this guy is boring. Yeah, he's always like pulling his dick out too soon and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> ruining orgies. Yeah. Uh, Poor Jeb. Okay, yeah. So from uh, CorbettReport.com, um, he talks about the work by Kevin Ryan, an FBI briefing document from 2003 that was declassified in 2009 describes the results of FBI investigations into two of the pre-9-11 trades that the Bureau had identified as suspicious, including the purchase of 56,000 shares of Stratasec in the days prior to 9-11. Stratasec provided security systems to airports, including Dulles Airport, where some of the hijacked planes took off from, as well as the World Trade Center and United Airlines. So it provided security for those three 9-11 linked things. Just so happens Marvin Bush was on the board of directors and his cousin, uh, a guy named uh, Wirt D. Walker III, was the chairman of the board of directors and also a business partner of Marvin Bush. And so uh, uh, the uh, the share price almost doubled when uh, markets reopened on September 17th and 56,000 shares of Stratasec were bought by this cousin, Wirt D. Walker III, in the days before 9-11. Mm-hmm. Share price almost doubled after. And uh, basically, the uh, the trades trace back to a couple whose names are redacted from the memo, but are ide- easily identifiable from the un- unredacted information. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Wirt D. Walker III, uh, distant relative of the Bush family and business partner of Marvin Bush. He just puts two folders on his kitchen counter. One says grocery shopping <laughs> list, and one says 9-11 secrets, and she reads the wrong one. <laughs> But, you know, it's like the Stratasec thing is is definitely the most suspicious part to me where it's like yeah. Marvin Bush is on this board, his business partner and the other Bush cousin uh, is is the chairman of the board. And the chairman just so happens to buy 56,000 shares right before 9-11 where the, the price, the stock price doubles after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And they were also doing security for, you know, Dulles Airport, United, World yeah. Trade Center. Yeah. So that's uh, that's about all I know about uh uh, Bertha, may she right. rest in peace. And and instead of instead of us developing robots to take these jobs, you uh-huh. know, jobs that'll find out, we, jobs that you can work that can potentially you can find out who did nine eleven. They're they're making robots do make the movies and the music and the art yeah. and everything. It's like, but if you just make, make a, if you make a robot, you're made. They you, they can't murder it. Yeah, they probably will just for fun though. Yeah, that's true. You but know? who wouldn't? If you yeah. could afford a bunch of robots, you'd yeah, kill yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Just Obama tossing yeah, C-3PO in the, in the lake. Yeah, I love my Furby. If I had 10, I'm chucking him. <laughs> He's getting opened up. <laughs> no doubt, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, just hitting it with a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Marvin. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's almost no evidence of his existence on the internet. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it is interesting to me that it's like, you know, Hunter Biden gets so much play now, but like, again, Marvin and Neil Bush were kind of running around doing not exactly the same, but very similar stuff during the George W. Bush administration. And there's like a few articles, but it just never got the kind of coverage that Hunter Biden does. Mm. 
Which I mean, is what? Getting involved in businesses they have no background in, making millions in, of dollars where you go, what is even your job? Right. Uh, and it Fucking just seems hookers. like a way to transfer money. And then, yeah, they get hookers because what else are you going to do? You're guess, actually dumb. All you are is like a leader's kid. Yeah. So they go like, you just have to be here. But obviously you could fuck whatever you want when you're here and I stuff. Guess, I guess Neil Bush's strategy of not uh, smoking crack and filming himself having sex with the hookers <laughs> is a better way to stay out of the limelight <laughs> than Hunter Biden. <laughs> it's just videos on a fucking private YouTube, <laughs> an unlisted YouTube that, uh, yeah. Do you, do you feel like they focus more on the fact that he smokes crack and less on the fact that, uh, you know, the shady business with Ukraine and stuff? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, you know, it all kind of blends together. But I guess, you know, it, it's kind of convenient for Democrats to say, oh, this is revenge porn that they're leaking and, you know, pretending like there weren't these shady business deals. But at the same time, it's like the point that I'm making here is that Democrats and Republicans both do this, you know. So it's by all means, let's investigate Hunter Biden, but let's not pretend this is like an isolated incident. This is politicians have either their kids or just whatever black sheep member they're well like the stand-up you know the the good kids will just get you know sinecures with whatever foreign government wants to peddle influence mm -hmm. but the black sheep kids they can kind of go and move in these much more shady circles like hunter biden and burisma yeah and these like <laughs> the good kids just get jobs writing for saturday night live it's, yeah it's just fucking imagine you're like a moron and yeah. your dad's a politician and what's that yeah. got to do with you yeah and then he becomes the leader of the free world and then like yeah. a bunch of chinese guys are trying to have conversations <laughs> with you i'd be like yeah. what is occurring yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. know chinese guys yeah, and yeah. now all these dudes want to hang yeah it would be He's like, mind Dad, they're blowing. my friends. Yeah, they're my... God damn it, you never had a Chinese friend in your life, Hunter. <laughs> I've always hung out with Chinese kids and done Chinese type of shit. Yeah. And that's why, actually, why I've done crack is because you never understood that. Yeah. And then he goes in and he's a bunch of Chinese guys. <laughs> he hops on a Chinese motorcycle, you know, on the back of a Chinese guy's motorcycle and rides away. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to mention with uh, Neil Bush, like, because when I said that organized crime thing, people might think I'm just making this shit up. But like Neil Bush, uh, he co-founded this uh, educational software called Ignite, and he raised a bunch of money from uh, uh, various sources, one of whom was uh, this Russian oligarch named Boris Berezovsky. And Boris Berezovsky, the, I think the best English language book on um, Russia in the 1990s is called uh, Godfather of the Kremlin by uh, Paul Klebnikov. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in reading about Russia in the 90s, I really recommend. But Boris Berezovsky is the main subject of that book. He was the most powerful and most corrupt of the oligarchs, of, you know, the seven or so oligarchs who looted Russia in the 1990s. And, you know, three million Russians at the minimum died and the GDP almost it fell in half and all that. Uh, but how did they die? Like being shot? I mean. No, just um, kind of like deaths of despair. Lots of, I think about half of it was alcohol. Oh, like okay. well, well, alcohol well. deaths, drug deaths, suicide. It was mainly just because all the formerly state-owned companies got privatized in these like rigged auctions. And they were now owned by people like Boris Berezovsky. And uh, he fired everybody, took all the money offshore. You know, now nobody had any work and all that. But anyway, so Neil Bush meets up with, and you know, like he's up to his neck in Russian mafia, Russian organized crime. Neil Bush meets with him 
and takes he's like seen in uh, Boris Berezovsky's box at Arsenal's uh, Emirati Stadium for a soccer game in 2006. He takes millions of dollars from him uh, for this Ignite education software, probably takes a few million more, you know, kind of keeps it under the table. And uh, it was funny, the Ignite education software, Bush's No Child Left Behind Act of 2001, uh, uh, apparently, uh, they 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 used federal funds to buy Ignite's portable learning centers at three thousand eight hundred dollars a piece, uh, at at least uh, thirteen U.S. school districts. So it's like they they just kind of like work all the angles as a family. You know, you get your organized crime money, you get your federal government money to buy your software, you get your like quote unquote legitimate business money. It's just like if you have a big enough family, you can kind of put your tentacles everywhere and it'll all work for the kind of benefit of the bush dynasty mm -hmm. what would you do if you got a job for bernie sanders and you found out like if if in some alternate universe where bernie became president uh -huh. and then you you got a job as like his honorary like podcaster or something at his house and then one night you heard him talking about how i don't know like what like like uh how he like he killed malcolm x he helped kill malcolm x <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, but what would it be? <laughs> like, like Mike's going, something that we care about, actually. <laughs> oh. Something that people would be, like, disgruntled. Um, Some, like, dark secret. Would you be like, well, thanks for the... Uh, you'd probably be like, well, thanks for the health care. I wonder what your reaction would be, but then would you would you be scared that you're going to... You're going to die. I don't know. Bernie doesn't seem like he would kill did anybody. Bernie have kids? Yeah. He did have kids. What do they do? Uh... They write uh, essays on how women like to be raped, but professionally. <laughs> they went pro yeah. at their father's yeah, passion. Yeah, what, what do his kids, what do Bernie's kids do? They live in like wigwams or whatever the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What do they do? They wear shirts that say Homeland Security since 1492. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They just live on the side of the river where Obama chef drowned. They just like have like a little hut there. Yeah. Live off the land. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder, uh, just makes you wonder what it's, it's just very interesting that these people who just have like kind of menial jobs and are very close to these powerful people end up, end up dying, you know, end up dying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. This one, you know, well, again, the Obamas are going to pay me so much more than the, I would earn if I stayed <laughs> at the white house. <laughs> this is a great life decision I'm making right now. <laughs> like the, the woman dying is like the fourth shocking thing about Marvin Bush. It's these connections to nine 11 that are alarming. Yeah. yeah. And then you go, Oh my God. And then she died. If she just died, you'd go, yeah, a lady died. You know, yeah. you figure it out. She goes, she, she put it in neutral. She probably drove the car. What the fuck does she know? You yeah. know, you'd make up a, a reason. Yeah. But these, 9-11 ties are horrifying it's not just yeah how did she end up dying yeah it's just it's just imagine it's like taco tuesday and you're like looking at all your ingredients and you're like all right i gotta okay i got my chicken i got my marinade i got my and you realize you forgot cilantro <laughs> so you have to go out to the, the driveway and then and then in, in your in the car it's like it's just obama's just sucking tyler perry's dick <laughs> <laughs> he like pokes his yeah. head up like, in, like put it in, in reverse Tyler like in Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You're like, oh, hey, Barack, I was just going to get cilantro. <laughs> you have to just like, run. I'll say absolutely nothing. <laughs> it was like that, yeah, that Vito episode was written when one of the uh, Sopranos writers saw Senator Barack Obama sucking some security guard's dick in a parking lot. <laughs> like, we have to fictionalize this. I can't be too specific about the identity. Yeah. And to the bots over at YouTube moderating content, we're just joking. Yeah, we don't know. We're just making jokes. Happening. Please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. We got uh, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun videos going on over there. Boys, any um, any final thoughts or anything that we forgot? No, I mean, we can talk more about this stuff on the Patreon if we want. I got a little bit more. Yeah, but, let's, um, let's talk uh, current events, too. Maybe Sinead O'Connor just passed away. She's fucking cool. Right? Yeah. right. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor died after she saw Barack Obama sucking a security guard's dick in the parking lot. <laughs> became a problem that had to be taken care of. It's been seven hours in. How many days? Since you sucked a dick. You get it. All right. We'll see you over on the Patreon All for right, more. We'll see you on Patreon. Patreon.com slash out for smokes. Patreon.com slash out for smokes. Thank you to our beautiful little community over there we appreciate it and uh we will see you on patreon oh, bye bye